Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits. Making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. Much you can pay. And his partner, Fela Tapender Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Rab Florence and it is a very exciting episode of Wrestling Daft this week because I am on my own in the middle of the ring and I am waiting for Grado to arrive today, the hot tag. He is a working man. He is working away, filming two doors down. They're still filming it. This, all I've got to say, John, producer John is here. Hello. John, this show better be amazing. You know what I mean? Because it feels like they've been filming it for about 100 years. Our sitcom... We, we filmed that in four weeks, bang, done. Out. Yeah, often guesses they've had to be rewriting it and all that because they're like, Oh man, this is like, uh, they have the, the Scots on the way, man. That's that's what it is. It's like the WWE creative team, man. You know, they're seeing what AEW going, Oh, fuck, we've got to rewrite that now. That's it, you know, but, Scots yeah. on the way. That's just, so it's like, I would say, Rab, if that means that you're like the Tony Khan of the oh. Scots, oh, and man. you don't, know, listen, don't, don't ever, sorry. No, don't say that. There's only one Tony Khan. Um, there's only one Tony Khan. Are you got a wee chant from there? Tony Khan. <laughs> there's only one Tony Khan. Tony Khan. Army, army. I'm all done. There's only right. one Tony Khan. One Tony Khan. There's only one Tony Khan. Tony Khan. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Tony Khan. Yeah, Tony can. He's our man. He can do anything. He can. Can, can, can. Katie, Katie, can, can, Katie, can, can, Katie, Katie, can. Tony, Tony. There's only one Tony can. Have you been enjoying AEW this week then, have you? What's Tony can done this week, which has been out that you've found impressive? Everything about him, mate. It's just everything. I was, you know, I was watching last week. I was watching a, you know, the the billionaires going into space. You know what I mean? Richard Branson and all that. And I was watching that. It was a fascinating woman that went and she sounds like she should be in chic. Her name was Wally Funk, and she was an eighty-two-year-old female astronaut who got kicked out the uh, space program in the sixties for being a woman. And your man Bezos took him in his penis-shaped rocket up to space. Mm -hmm. And she was 82, and I thought, go on, go on for good for you. you There's know only I mean? one, what was her name? Wally Funk. Wally Funk, one Wally Funk. There's only one yeah. Wally Funk. I mean, it's a big thing taking Wally a, Funk. Barmy Army. Uh, you know, taking an 82-year-old into space, though, it's a bit of a risk, isn't it? It's a bit of a risk, isn't it? All I could think is that he took her in in case, they needed, in case something went wrong and they needed something to eat. Oh, I should get she had the wee tin of those sweeties that you used to get when the motorway service. No, I mean in her. I mean in her. All right, all right, her. All right. I you thought think you somebody at the end of their life. She's at the end of her life, okay. and so if, if they end up having to start turning to cannibalism, which ah. does happen in space, his grand always have sandwiches and trips and stuff. So you, you know, you wait, do you want a wee sandwich, do you want a wee sucky sweet? You know, 
But I was looking at these billionaires going into space and I was thinking to myself, well, they think this is like, it wasn't even really space they were going into. You know what I mean? It's really defined in different ways. There's different definitions, mm-hmm. right? Um, but they were going up there and I was thinking to myself, should have started a wrestling promotion, boys. And you know, if you wanted to, nobody's going to be chanting Richard Branson. Nobody's going, there's only one Jeff Bezos. <laughs> and although I have to say, there has been uh, times where I've been caught short people's birthdays and stuff like that. And I have been saying there's only one Jeff Bezos when fucking Amazon's had to bring me something <laughs> at short notice. However, let's move on. Right. Uh, check out this pitch for Daniel, right? Right. Okay. Right. AEW Chicago. Lights go down. Audience on their feet. Silence. Nothing's happening. Then static. <laughs> Cult of personality place. Yeah. The roof of the place comes off. Church yeah. bells ring. World peace. MJF walks out. No survivors. That's, that would be beautiful. That would be fucking beautiful. It's been done too many times, though, isn't it? This uh, is the thing. It's been done. It's been done. Sorry, I do like the image of that, but it's been done. Now, Sean reckons that shoot Hugo did on Toby was very similar to the one Cena did on Reigns on Monday. On Love Island, did you see Hugo suddenly just turn and heel on Toby during the right. recoupling? Now this this is this is uh, something that I have seen from Love Island. Um, two Scottish boys have went in now, apparently, mm-hmm. um, and one one here is an exclusive for you, Rab. One uh, Stephen Purden, you know who does football, daft shell suit Bob from River City. Uh, I do know Mr. Stephen Purden, yes, soap opera for our uh, foreign listeners. Um, he his wife. His cousin's son is one of the boys that went in, your man Dale. Oh, there you go. Stephen Purton. You heard the year first. Stephen Purton's son is on Love Island. Yep. Purton's son. What was his name? Dale Purton? Dale Purton, Dale. Um, Dale Dale Purton DP. Yeah. We like to call him. We like to call him DP, yeah, double right. penetration. We like to call him. Um, he is on Love Island. He's that must be fed. So, I mean, Stephen Purton. Um, when you know they did the bit if they stay in, the parents come on. So Stephen Purden could be on Love Island talking to his son. It's not really his son. It's his co- oh God, it's his wife's cousin's son. But then there's a there's a backstory there as well. I don't quite. It must know. be weird though because like when you think about that boy Dale Purden, he has <laughs> came up and his dad's been a celebrity in River City and stuff like that, right? And maybe he's been feeling I need to make my dad proud. Going to Love Island, make my dad proud of me. Yeah. What would you to make your dad proud? I'll tell you what you would do to make your dad proud, make him properly proud. I can tell you somebody that's done it as well. Who what? Got a wrestling promotion. That's it. Take that's on it. Vince. But that that's was the, that's, that's what the, Tony Khan's doing. I that's the only bit of love I always Yeah, that's see. what fucking Vince did. Oh, Vince did that, I know. Aye. Vince did. to impress his dad. He took oh, Tony Khan. Oh, I think Vince McMahon is sitting looking at Tony Khan and going, I wish I could haunt WWE or him. <laughs> I'm telling you. Aye. There's only one Tony Khan. One Tony Khan. Adam says this week on NXT, Wade Barrett name drops mixed with Pat Alina. <laughs> I didn't notice that. If I'm not singing the song next week, we'll be disappointed. Hope he dropped the reference during the finish. Finish. <laughs> good. Very good. Well done. That's that. actually Coach Trip that sent that in. Was uh, it Big Shamer? Yeah. It was Shamer uh, that sent that in. And it was, yeah, uh, Grado has a, used to have a, had a song uh, to Mixu Pataline, uh, which went on lines of Big Mixu, do, 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 Big Mixu. So maybe if you're listening and you're in the NXT audience, I think it's a Jason Derulo song or something from TikTok. Yeah. But if you are in the NXT audience and you listen to this podcast, perhaps you could get a chant of Big Mixu, do, 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 ne- go next week. That would be brilliant. That would be absolutely brilliant. Sandy flags up another uh, excellent example of wrestling being used for transfer news with Mr. Kennedy's ring announcement being used to single signal Kai Kennedy signing for Dunfermline. A lot of that's going on now. A lot of this is going on now. I think someone has caught on or listened to this podcast, has seen the, the synergy between wrestling and Scottish football. We've had Chris Kane, who signed for St. Johnson. We had Kane going up in the ladder to grab the money contract, which signaled his uh, re-signing of his contract at St. Johnson. Mm-hmm. And now we have Mr. Kennedy, Kennedy, who's also been on this uh, show, go back and listen to it on the archives, being used by Dunfermline. 
Unbelievable. Amazing. And Mayor Football Wrestling News, stroke, Football Stroke Wrestling News, John Mitchell flags up an anomaly on Twitter and asks the question, why is John Cena following Queen of the South? This is genuine. I looked into this. John Cena follows the Dumfries Football Club Queen of the South on Twitter. And I can't, for the life of me, work out why. The only thing I can think of is that one of the former players did a RKO on one of the other players as a goal celebration. Oh. Now, that's the only thing I can put, because I think that went quite big and viral, that uh, they did the RKO, and Randy Orton liked it and retweeted it. That is the only thing I can think of why John... Maybe he thinks he's following Jimmy Hart's wife. (laughs) There you go. Your wrestling joke here for you. Let's get political now. Daniel spotted a tweet for the former Prime Minister aide and Bernard Castle optical expert, Dominic Cumming, and it was entitled Breaking Kayfabe. Answers to some common questions. Read my BBC, common questions, read my BBC interview. So that's, that's Daniel stepped in for us and asked, Dominic, your latest email is titled Breaking Kayfabe. Does that mean you're a wrestling fan? If so, do you rate Grado and would you be willing to go in the Wrestling Daft podcast running? No reply yet. Uh, but that would be fascinating, wouldn't it, to get Dominic Cummings in? But somebody else asked who his favourite wrestler was, and he tweeted back that it was The Undertaker. Yes, I did see his tweet. This is a, a thing. So it appears that Cumming is a wrestling fan, or, you know, I mean, if you, if someone... But the thing is, if anyone in the street go, like, you ask you who's your favourite wrestler, they would go for Hulk Hogan or The Undertaker, because they're the kind of most famous ones, aren't they? So I'm saying Breton Kayfabe, though, that's quite... Wrestling funny thing. You know what I mean? What would you ask Cummings if he came on this podcast? We've had a politician on before. Remember, we had the your man. Yeah, and it was a very good episode. It was a very good episode. So he's not really a politician. He's like you know the man behind the man kind of idea. But what would you want to know from Cummings if he came on here? That would be an interesting one. But I think I feel like this is this is the, sh- the kind of show he could come on, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did. So let's let's try and make that happen. Um, Johnny Popper says, Johnny Popper, Johnny Popper, got in touch. And Johnny Popper said, maybe I was just really hungover when I watched it, but the Roman Reigns promo on SmackDown gave me huge Sopranos vibes. Acknowledge me, screams Tony Soprano. Heyman's wee comment and the inflections in Reigns' voice reminded I'm a Polly Walnuts. <laughs> Interesting point there for Johnny Popper. Any other wrestling moments that you felt are, are, are what were influenced by Tellier film? Uh, and also, Johnny Popper would like to propose a new name for me, Rab, Tony Stan. Duty is adoration of Mr. Can. I'm a Tony Stan. That's a quite good. I quite like it, Tony Stan. I quite like it. Yeah. I'm happy to be called Tony Stan. Um, any wrestling stuff in, that felt inspired by films? Well, there's a lot of it, isn't fucking it? Fucking everything. I mean, look at your... Sting's fucking entire second half of his career was inspired by The Crow and then The Joker when he was in uh, TNA. Yeah. I mean, The Fiend, you've got to look at, you know, what they're doing. Mm. I mean, Alexa Bliss is clearly the kind of Harley Quinn character. We've got your man Dexter Loomis, who's clearly a map to Dexter the guy, and he comes mm. out to us a theme that sounds like Stranger Things. I mean, the thing is with Vince, though, right? It appears like, you know, we've got the kind of Game of Thrones with Scarlet, she's almost like the Red Witch. It Like, Vince seems to get into a TV show about 10 years after everybody else and then brings the gimmick to when it's about done. Vince McMahon doesn't watch teleprograms. There's no way that guy who's that busy watches teleprograms. I think sometimes he goes to somebody, what is this? What is this everybody's banging on about? Explain it to me in like five minutes. Give me the five-minute general overview of what it is. It's different for Tony Khan. Tony Khan would watch the whole season. He would watch the season. He would get into it. He would understand the characters. He would understand the, you know, the intertextual relationship between the themes and the concepts in the show, and then he would build from that. And right. if you want to get in touch with us about any of that stuff or just random wrestling-related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Instagram at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, or email us friend at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. <laughs> now, every week we like to separate the good for the bad in wrestling. The Undertakers for the under fakers. Should be the RP it's under fakers. No, no, no. I no, but I, don't correct me there, John, because right. I said we separate the good for the bad. Ah, I swapped so you, that. You, and you, then I then I made sure it made sense. Some, I'm a professional, John. 
I'm a prefer- yeah. I'm more like George yeah. Bowie. You don't need to go, George. I need to step in here. I need to correct. Oh, I am. Come on. But I, someone, someone made a valid point on Twitter to me this week saying I get really confused because the way I've got the graphic for Buddy are put over, it's Buddy then put over, but it should really be wheat from the chaff, so it really should be put over Buddy. So I kind of confuse matters there for everyone. So Just don't worry about it, John. Don't apologies worry about it. for that. Nobody, nobody cares. Nobody's li- Everybody's turned off by now anyway. Right, aye, Nobody's aye. listening past. Basically, people turn on the podcast and they listen to hear if they get a mention on it and the opening bit. If they didn't get a mention, they're like, ah, Aff, right. I said, I'm not going to fucking sit and listen to a guy going like that. There's only one Tony can for a whole for a whole fucking episode. They're not doing it. They just don't want to do it. John, uh, anything you want to put over or bury, Johnny? What did you like? Do you know what? I've not seen a lot of wrestling this week. I have to admit. Um, the bits and bobs that I have seen... I don't, I mean, going back to the carrying cross thing um, from last week, which we were discussing, he's turned back up at NXT and apparently everyone started chatting hardy, hardy at him. I mean, that just goes to show, you know, like they put him on the main roster, Hard, Jeff Hardy's got the pin from him and then suddenly that's the, you know, he's went back to NXT and he, you know, how do you build a character back up who's maybe indestructible and then he goes on to the main roster? Now, they're all seen as like one company and NXT's his third brand and I keep going on about it, but it's just completely fucked him. I mean, he's, it looks like there's the setting up a match with him and Joe. Oh, I would like to put over actually, that I would want to put over the promo between Joe and Regal at the start of NXT because it was just brilliant seeing two old pros just jousting it out in the ring and I really, really enjoyed that. Um, okay. Well, I want a... Oh, just to ask a question though, I didn't see a cross on NXT. Is he, is, was he back with Scarlett on NXT? Uh, it was kind of... Yes, but he kind of was choked out. It was like kind of vignettes. He choked out... Uh, he decked Regal and choked out Regal. Obviously, at the time of recording, I haven't seen this week's episode of NXT. Uh, it was last week's episode, so I've got a bit of catch-up to do there. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. I want to put over Baron Corbin, who I think has been... No, I would like to make clear... I would like to make clear to everyone out there that I have always been praising Baron Corbin for his work. Yeah. And John, haven't I always said? You he's have, a, you have. He's a great heel. Whatever he gets given to do, he does it really well. And I think this this new gimmick he's got, I think he's really, I think it's great stuff. I think it's great stuff. He's really invested in it. He, I just love his look and all that. I think it's a, it's funny, I think. and It's, it's good pro wrestling. It's good pro wrestling. Like, I've went on weeks and weeks about the LA Knight and Cameron Grimes stuff. It's just good pro wrestling. It's good storytelling. It's progressive. It's fun. It's just what you want on the telly, isn't it? And he's good. Baron Corbin is just... Yeah, he is. He's just good at, uh, at, at being whatever he needs to be. Uh, I'm very impressed by him. I like him in the ring as well. I like that. I like I like him in the ring. I know. Um, what else do I want? I want to talk about a uh, Sting and Orange Cassidy. Oh um, yes, yes. Sting. What do you think about? Oh, I loved it. You loved, I loved it? it. Yeah, I like Orange Cassidy. Anyway, I said this to you before. I like Orange Cassidy. I like his Sting. I think his Sting is funny. And seeing a guy like Sting, um, the pound in his chest bit was just fucking funny as anything. Pat pat It was it was brilliant. I, I really enjoyed it. Really. Um, I just there was a guy, you know, and you get people like the Jim Carnets of the world. I'm tired of mentioning this guy's oh. name, but um, you know, slagging off Orange Cassidy and the thing he does, know that, and you know, quite frankly, if it's good enough for fucking Sting then it should be good enough for a fucking deadbeat no mark like Jim Carnet. <laughs> no. The punters, John wants to bury Keith Lee, being treated as a jobber since he returned. He's been shafted. Wonder why he was after the month. He wants to put her MGF. The guy's one of the best in the business. I think everybody agrees that MGF is one of the best in the business right now. Kev wants to put her Bobby Lashley. Looks like an absolute monster and is a great WWE champion. I've got a funny, I've got a blind spot with Bobby Lashley. I kind of feel like he. I think Bobby Lashley has too kind a face. <laughs> I genuinely, I've, I'm, I'm serious here. It's but, an issue I've always had with him. I've kind of, see Lesnar, right? Lesnar can play that kind of monster heel because you kind of look at him and you kind of go, 
I kind of feel like he's maybe not a very nice guy. Aye, you know what I mean? Aye, aye, aye. You know, he might be a lovely guy, but the fact of the matter is when he when he's in the ring and he's conducting himself, you think to yourself, fuck man, he looks like bad news. Bobby Lashley kind of has carries a vibe of being a nice guy about him. I just I, I'm not completely sold on him being that obviously he's a huge guy, a, a strong, dominant guy, but as a as a you know, as a threat of a villain, the threat of violence, I don't know if I completely buy it. Yeah, I I like Bobby Lashley. Well, I like it. I just got to spot up. I thought they pulled the trick. You know, the Hurt Locker thing was great. Yeah, it was really good. And Cedric Alexander and uh, Shelton were brilliant with him. But it was just like, why did they spot that up? But yeah, I can sit and see the kindness in Bobby's eyes. Sometimes I feel. Here's my theory, right? Right about, you know, everybody always goes. Why did they break this thing up? It was just getting good. Why have they split it up already? I think the Vince Disney want to have too many of these. You know, something like the New Day, for example. Yeah. It's so big and it's so great and it's so over that you can't break it up. But see, see other stuff that comes rising up. I don't think Vince ever wants to be in the position again, ever again, where his company could live or die by the departure of a number of stars who are bigger than the company, which was the situation he was in in the Monday Night Wars era, where you know personnel leaving could really take the legs out for under a promotion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I kind of feel that Vince has he has in his head now this feeling like nobody's going to be bigger than the WWE, like nobody's going to be bigger than the WWE. I think even the focus on the WWE universe. I mean, you know, it's all about you. It's all about the WWE universe. Even that, like the focus being on the fans, it's you that's important. It's the WWE fans is important. Is even that is like a kind of change in the narrative, so that you know we never again have these big stars who could walk away and join an AEW, and it you know it critically hurts us. You know, it's a fatal wound. So I think sometimes when he sees things doing well and rising up, he kind of goes to himself, "This is really getting over." Um, take by game um, Rusev, for example. You know, when he was coming up, Rusev Day and all of that, and then he, you know, and then he knocked the knees out under that. He seemed to he seemed to cut that short for no reason, really. And sometimes I think to myself, it's just like, we don't need this guy to be super over. You know what I mean? We don't need him to be super over. We don't want loads of people in this company that are super over and one or two of them could fucking leave and be super over somewhere else. Well, what about Daniel? I mean, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk are obviously super over. And mm-hmm. there's obviously CM Punk has his issues with the company. Daniel Bryan left. I don't know the reason behind that. But, you know, could that be, I mean, everyone says, could this be the swing of the pendulum like it was when Nash and Hall jumped? I also had a really, really good fan theory on, like, they should do an outsider's gimmick with Bryan and CM Punk, and that would be fucking ace. Honestly, um, <sighs> Almost feels bananas to be saying this, right? Because I love, right? I love big, sexy Kevin Nash, right? And I want to put over that interview you had with Stone Cold, by the way. I watched it and I really enjoyed it. Um, could listen to the guys talking forever. <laughs> uh, but it's an interesting thing when, when Diesel and Scott Hall leave the WWF and turn up in WCW and the impact that that had that happening at the time and then people talking about you know could you know Daniel Bryan and CM Punk going in no it wouldn't have anywhere near the same effect I don't think them going in because wrestling fans only wrestling fans are only daft and and they're smarter now than they ever were and no matter how much we love Daniel Bryan and no matter how much you know people out there love CM Punk we know that they're kind of done. You know what I mean? We know that they're kind of towards the end of their career. Daniel Bryan probably has some mere amazing matches in him, right? CM Punk, we don't know if, if he has mere amazing matches in him. That's, we don't know that. But them turning up in AEW, you know, would be big. It would have absolutely... I don't think it would move the needle very much at all in a mainstream... Um, you know, for a mainstream point of view, I don't think it's going to move the needle really... Right. 
the thing about the thing about when Kevin Nash and Scott Hall jumped to WCW at the time was it was a different time. They were, you know, WWE were, was on its WWF was on its arse though a bit at yeah, that time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a different time, and the difference is people kind of believed it. You know, like people kind of believed it. If Daniel Bryan and CM Punk went, well, all the drama that's followed CM Punk, there's almost like there's no, there's no magic or mystique about CM Punk turning up somewhere. It's it, all, all the all the any wrestling fan will know in their heart is, you know, finally he's decided to agree a contract with somebody, and you know aye, the, aye, the, aye. the MMA didn't work out and all that. There's no magic and no mystique. There were people at that time during the Monday Night Wars when the outsiders went to WCW who genuinely believed that WWF guys had turned up to, to, to try and destroy WCW for the inside. Yeah. And, and it's that you kind of get back. You kind of get that back. No, you're right. There's only one Tony Khan, though. <laughs> um, Paul wants to put over WWE doing things right on NXT with the Million Dollar Man, Ellie Knight and Grimes. They flipped the coin for SmackDown. Baron Corbin, this bad luck gimmick, he's nailed it. Since losing the King gimmick, he's had his car repoed, lost most of his money in cryptocurrency, hired a guy to be a crowdfunder, the guy took the cash and stole his identity. Entertaining, great storytelling, looking forward to seeing where it goes. Good to hear some praise for Baron Corbin. And Paul wants to bury WWE for tampering with the crowd noise, clearly cheering Sami Zayn and singing his theme in Roman last week too, and then it magically stops. The Thunderdome's done, let the fans cheer who they want. This is the danger with WWE realising, you know, they can... Oh, we can play about with production a wee bit more than we, we used to. But that's always happened, hasn't it? It's, it's always, always happened. happened. It's always happened, but there will definitely be, a, I think, a wee bit of feeling within the WWE production team that, oh, man, remember when the fans were there? That was that was quite good when we could kind of control <laughs> what the story was. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Be a wee bit of that. And, and I'm a wee bit surprised, actually, that I'm a wee bit surprised that Vince didn't, either create a new show or decide that one of the shows was going to happen in the Thunderdome and keep that for mm. like, you know, keep an element of that because, you know, the fans in attendance come and see the live shows and we get the, we get the fans there, but we want to keep telling stories and, uh, you know, allowing people for their homes to zoom in in the Thunderdome as well and, and get that experience. He could have sold it like that. And there would have been a show where he was able to control you know, the, the response a wee bit more and stuff like that. You know, you wonder you wonder if you'll start to miss it a wee bit. Um, gosh, he wants to put over just how good it is to have crowds back, just how much more watchable wrestling is with a proper atmosphere, and put over the new Titan Trons on Raw and SmackDown. You know, he wants to bury how much WWE failed to push a storyline at its full potential and rushing them through too much. Well, you can say that, but the Roman Reigns storyline has been handled beautifully, I think. And it has been pushed to its full potential and they're taking their time and it's really working out. Roche Boy, Roche Boy puts out AEW possibly signing, signing Punk and Brian. I know I shouldn't believe it until I see it, but if it turns out to be true, it could be the final piece of the puzzle for them. We might see the whole Nash <laughs> invasion moment of this era. And once the bury all the wee Mark sending Brian abuse on social media about the possible move and branding him a traitor. Apparently 11 years of service and you're turning his brain into scrambled egg for our enjoyment, isn't he being loyal? I think if you're Daniel Bryan, you want to go to AEW, didn't you? You want to go to AEW and have some cracking matches with some of these guys, you know? There's a real separation. I've no, I've noticed this really, like, built. There's a real separation now built between AEW fans and WWE fans. I mean, I'm just a fan of wrestling. I'll watch, I'll watch anything. But there is, it's like, you're, you're either WWE or AEW now. There's a kind of line being put down the middle. I was speaking to guy, Sean, who listened to the, used to listen to the show all the time. And I said, where have you been? He tweeted today. I says, oh, I, you know, you guys do a lot of WWE stuff and it would just go over my head. And I'm just like, oh, but it's still it's wrestling. Just put it on, enjoy it, you know? Especially what, um, you know. Aye, true. But, uh, aye. But you're I Tony Khan anyway, so it's only one. Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan going back, you know, going into AEW, you just know that's something he would want to do because he, he loves wrestling. You know what I mean? And he, he wouldn't care about the money. He won't care about any of that. What Daniel Bryan will want is some more great matches before he finishes up. And he'll want to wrestle some new people that he's no wrestled before or no wrestled in a while. And that's why I went. I mean, we know, listen, CM Punk doesn't love wrestling. No, 
you know what I think? I don't think CM Punk loves wrestling. I don't think you love wrestling and sit out for as long as he's sat out. He doesn't love it. Hmm. He doesn't love it, I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he did it one time, you know, maybe he get sourd on it. But I don't think so. I think that guy, that guy's there for a payday if he comes to AEW, you know what I mean? Whereas I think Daniel Bryan is there to make some to cement his legacy, you know. Uh Giza Gobbledygooker puts over Roman Reigns' promo on Cena last Friday night. LA Knight and Grimes Butler angle in NXT is just wonderful. Reginald's hidden trampoline entrance. Sin Cara ripoff, but he does it with style. And he wants to bury Raw. It's just no enjoyable trying to watch three hours of that shite every week. It's it's too I can't believe it's still three hours. It's too it doesn't work. No. Colin wants to bury Nikki Cross on Raw. Lovely girl, but the gimmick sucks, he says. And wants to put mm. a punk and Brian who will be absolute needle movers. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So obviously the punters totally disagreeing with what I'm saying here. Dale, no burying anybody this week. Just glad the fans are back, but he's 100% putting our Paul Heyman. The guy is comically on another planet. Is that I'm singing Cena's entrance theme? Have you seen this, Rob? Yeah, yeah. I'm singing so you have seen this. Yeah, if, if you haven't seen it, yeah, I was going to play a clip there, but if you haven't seen it, go and check it out because I won't do it justice by playing the audio. Paul Heyman singing John Cena's entrance music. Absolutely brilliant. You just made the list! It's the hot tag, and look who's ran into the ring. It's Grado! <laughs> you sent it, John Boy. Some, uh, how's it been tonight? It's been a fantastic show so far, Grado. You missed so much chat. I mean, we can go back and let's, let's look at some of the chat you've missed out on. Uh, we talked about... Yeah, let's be shite. No, no, we talked about Wade Barrett apparently mentioned Mixu Patalainen on NXT the other day there oh would that be duties links at uh, Preston mix with part of line he played for Bolton though didn't he mix with part of line I played for Bolton now I played for Preston but he knows all mate, he knows all the obscure stuff I remember talking to him about football world of sport man yeah, he likes the Rangers anyway, that's all that matters. All right, okay. Uh, Adam Adam Shame, uh, Coach Trip, uh, told us this, and he says that maybe we should get the NXT um, audience to learn the Mixu Patalainen song, which we sing on Football Daft. Right, and then, and then uh, to, 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 to what name? To who? Well, Big Mixu. Big Mixu. All right, because we'd bar- how the hell did uh, did he how the hell did he why did he bring him up? I've no idea, no idea, but uh, I didn't see it. A couple other things you missed out on, Grado. No, don't, don't you know what? I just do you know what the funniest thing I ever heard on off the ball one day when somebody texted in. Maybe you know how we do puns, they do puns as well, and they were uh-huh. t- and they were doing like the drug the drugs are living. <laughs> right, Mixu Patalainen. Pa- it was uh, somebody. Somebody suggested Mixus snort a lining. Brilliant. Did, did he die out? He did. That's very risky for the BBC, isn't it? Um, a couple other things you missed. John Cena follows uh, Queen of the South on Twitter. We don't know why, but it's interesting. Um, Dunfermline said Kai Kennedy. I think he was a Rangers player at one point, and they used Mister Kennedy for uh, that chat. I saw that. That was funny, but. The John Cena thing, I mean, how many folk does he follow? Does he, does he not follow like 650,000 people? Well, that, I used to laugh at wrestlers that would they would go and post a screen grab and go, oh my God, John Cena follows me. <laughs> does he follow you, obviously? I don't, I don't even know, but I remember just seeing other wrestlers getting a notification and, and, and screenshotting and going, putting on their own Facebook, and I thought, oh my God, the usual suspects. Oh. Bla- David Blaze definitely done it. <laughs> uh, other things we've talked about. Dominic Cumming appears to be a wrestling fan. You a fan of Dominic Cumming? Well, I mean, I don't know a, a, lot, a lot about him. That was the geezer that blamed his eyesight, didn't he? Um, <laughs> That's right. But uh, do you know what? It doesn't surprise me because we well, sure we had that mad fucking politician on not that long ago. He was right in it. He was got You know what I mean? So. So we've, we've kind of missed out on that. We talked a bit about the buddies and putovers, talked about what's going on, but uh, that was all wrestling chat. Agreed, we've only been interested in that. But we're doing the list of wrestling daft now, right? And this is something I think you're going to be interested in, right? So basically, we got everyone to go on patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft and vote on what they wanted to talk about this week, right now. 
I put up one and I put up another one dedicated to you, right? So it was off the back of the news that CM Punk might be coming to AEW. I said, right, what's CM Punk's best moments, right? So I put that up against what are the best wrestling video packages? Now, I think this is something that you'll enjoy talking about. And with 73% of the vote, it was the best video packages that won Grado. Well, you know what? The video packages are one of the best things about wrestling because I honestly think that wrestling video packages 20 years ago, I think we guys that were that, that watched it when they were young who have went on to work for the likes of yeah. Satata and BT and BBC. <laughs> I reckon that they all get inspiration for the likes of these videos. Because uh-huh. you never got these 20 years ago. Nope, you're right. And with the amount with the amount of folk, I'm telling you, they paved the way. They paved the way for all these uh, music videos that now spice up basically everything. Well, um, I mean, um, one of our early episodes, go back and check it out. David Sahadi, who you're a big fan of and did all he had some really interesting chat about that didn't he oh well he did because he apparently was a guy who created WrestleMania 17 video which is obviously the majority of folks number one but I don't know if I've ever said during the show probably never and I don't mind saying it now because they'll never fucking listen to this podcast but you know a lot of people because <laughs> I would bring up the, the, the WrestleMania 17 video package to him and a lot of folk backstage and TNA went he's talking shit he just you know I mean he might have done something for it but he never put it on there which could be wrong which could be wrong I don't know but you know the Sahadi love in with everybody uh, I mean when I, when, I, when I was when Sahadi was in TNA by the way, TNA is the first mention we've had of TNA in the podcast so far, so oh, well okay. done. Well Never. I do. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, Sahadi, the, the great guy that done all the, the, the video packages, he, <laughs> we, we we done a meet and greet in, at Wembley when we when we done British Book Camp, British, British Book Camp, and he was like, he was like our um, minder. Like, so he took us for the, uh, so he took us for the backstage area, took us to the front, had like a big yellow hat one, was putting people in queues and dragging people away. And I thought, man, why is he not sitting at the computer? Can cutting and pasting bits of footage. It's as if he was like he was like what well, um you know, when when you went to trips at school and and folks moms and feathers came with help along. That's what he was like. He was just like a wee helper run about. I never actually I've never actually saw him doing any editing work. He was just always walking about and drinking coffee. <laughs> so poor Sahadi's getting in the neck tonight. Poor Sahadi. He was a lovely gent when he came on the podcast as well. Right, Grado, right, Cotton Rab's absence, since you've taken the hot tag, you're gonna to have to do the list this week. So have you got top three video packages for us? Right, so obviously, right, so it's gotta be the gear of the Hall of Fame ceremony. It may have been 2004, somebody will confirm it. When Bobby Heenan got inducted into the Hall of Fame, right? Ooh. And they done a big package of all the inductees. And then right at the end, which it was obviously made by this sweet quote, but every time I watch it, I fucking buckle. I, I, I agree. And it's, you know, see the, the Hall of Fame music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Bobby Heenan goes... I just wish Mansoon was here. Oh, man. You ever saw that? No. I've not seen that, no. I'll get you, man. It's honestly, folks, what, take this on YouTube. Hall of Fame package. Mm-hmm. Right. He just goes, I just wish Mansoon was here. Oh, I'm mean, actually going to kind of fucking well enough a wee bit and think about it, man. It's, but that, that's the first one that comes into mind. Right, so that's um, three. Right, that's three. Number two. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of picked two, right? I kind of, I kind of. So I'm just going to tell you some of my wee bits and bobs at point. Out. So you right, okay, okay. Like, so you're, you're, we're strapping the top three this week, and you're just going to tell us all your favourite ones. Aye, I love. Right, this is so Cage of Death Four, right? They had uh, a Lincoln Park song, and that see back in the day, an indie company did a, a video package. It was fucking unheard of. Yeah, and it was superb. It was like a build up of CCW all that year. And then also, uh, 2003, CCW done a pay-per-view called Love Again. And I reckon they just got it off a Seven Dust song. That's Seven Dust Love Again song. People are going to tweet me, tweet me this week and thank me for introducing me to them this song. 
And it, um, it was a great video package. I'm sure Sanjay Dutt wrestled, wrestled Ruckus on the show. And I'm always bringing it up to him. Um, also, I'm, I suppose he's only video packages and music, but I mean, I love the, 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 ma, the ma, I love you, mine. What was the Saliva song? That, it's Survival Series 2002, the Bad Blood music video, uh, Trapped and Headstrong. Um, and then obviously the other WrestleMania, I mean, I love see all that WrestleMania shit, see all that. Um, what was it? What was it they always say again? This is our, this is our Super Bowl. This is our, you know, you know, basketball has the MLB and hockey has the Stanley Cup. This is our Stanley. Ken, all that shit. I love, I yeah, love yeah, all that, Ken, yeah, on the yeah, start yeah. of WrestleMania. Um, but number one, just, with it, I mean, this is just pathetic, but I mean, it is, there's no point in me saying this, but the My Way, the My Way music video is just, yeah. that is just, for that, you, you just need to watch that every WrestleMania to, to get yourself uh, G'd up for it. So amazing. Loved the music video. Loved it. Uh, just the way it was done with The Rock and Stone Cold. It gets emotional every time I watch it. And uh, aye, it's just something that I probably watch every other week. Do you want to hear what the punters have said then? Nah. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll be inspired by some of these because I've got a feeling, Grado, you're going to go, oh, what about that one when you hear it? Right, right okay. Right, here we go. Ian Drew, Dice Clay, one of our regular listeners, one big fan of the show, and thank you for that. By the way, he's told kayfabe in me. Ian Drew, Dice Clay, gets in touch all the time, gets involved with us, and I said, oh, mate, I'd love to get you on the running. He's totally blanked me. Totally blanked me. No, nah, he won't do that. Oh, he's not. like, um, he's, I, 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 do you know, I, I'm surprised you even, um, even thought that he would, man. I, I just, I'm sure guys like him just have guys. It's right. like the guy, you know, the guy on, um, I know, I know he's, you know, I know he lives in Dublin, but the boy, um, S O D U T W, you seen that guy on Twitter? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. These guys are mysterious, they love the gimmick. They're like luchadors, then they're like wrestling mark luchadors. I quite like that. They so, will never, yeah, you will never, you know, I mean, you, you'll never find out this guy's. Life, they just I, love the gimmick. I, I would love twenty four seven. Right, Ian Drew Dice Clay, please. I'd love love you. You can come on in the mask and just be mysterious. That'd be cool. Anyway, uh, he says over the edge ninety eight was unreal at the time. David Sahari delivered some masterpieces at the time with his ability to tie in angles and interviews into mini trailers for the pay per views. Austin and Undertaker set to Highway to Hell was one of the best ever as well. Do you remember that one? I do, but he's got a point. You see me think about it. Remember Raw every week before every Raw SmackDown, they would always do a build-up video for the week before. Yes, you know, did they still do that? No, they don't. They do a kind of previously on Raw, and they don't have it really set to music or anything like that anymore. Um, he says you just look at the chaos and the two giant acts set to an ACDC track with fire and bombs going off, and you see why WCW wasn't coming back from the WWF was so of its time. That's right. It's because, I mean, everyone always says it doesn't matter if you've got WCW, AEW, whatever. WWE just do this stuff the best, don't they? Aye. No. They do. It's like even, even like the, the documentaries and stuff like that, they're, they're ah. clearly hiring the best folk. Production values, whatever it is, is second, second to none. It'd be, it'd be interesting to kind of get a wee kind of behind the scenes about how they do the actual music videos and how they sit down and get it and, and, you know, I wonder, you know, because I found out, I don't know if I should break kayfabe in this, but do you, like, I didn't know that the, the radio are prepared for stuff. Yes, yes, yeah. Do you know what, I'm, do you want to talk, do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I've worked in radio all my days, so we are prepared, like, for people who pass away, for example, you'll have, I guess, you know, a Deadpool, <laughs> you know, pretty much. You'll see people, so you've got packages ready for people to go because you know they're getting older and they may pass away, so your news team are always ready with these packages so they can get, get them on the air. As you know, you've if the Queen passes away or one of the Royal Member, you're ready to go and there's all behind the scenes, so you'll find out on radio, like, you'll find out and all the media will find out before anyone else that the Queen has passed away or... Uh, you know, Prince Charles has passed away, and you'll find out, and you see so you're ready to go. Like you'll find out about 10, 15 minutes before everyone else, so you're ready to to go everything. Is that what you mean? Exactly. I found that very, very interesting, and it's not even um, just royal family; it's no. celebrities as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they really have people working on, you know, tributes ready to go. Uh, yeah, so yeah we've, got, we've got, we've got, I mean, and, you know, in, in Reggie, we've got tributes ready, packages ready to go. I've seen guys uh, getting the old real to reels out and getting footage off from the real to reels, like the tapes and all that sort of stuff from interviews from like way back in the 80s and things like that. I would reckon what you had, what you've just said is probably going to be the, the that was really interesting for folk. I'm not joking. I, I, think, I think shit like that very, very interesting. Well, there you go. You're, you're behind the curtain. And, and I reckon, you know, the WWE, they'll, go, they'll probably, they've probably got a wee uh, Deadpool. Do you know else. what? Do you know what? They probably, you're probably right, Grado. They've probably got, like, like older wrestlers that they think are mm. ready to go. You're right. Um, Scott Reid from I... Jake Jake's has been lying there. Jake Snake's been lying. Has, has <laughs> been lying there. If there's a <laughs> Yep. <laughs> he so- does his ass. <laughs> Scott Reed, I see who's a man who knows um some of the video package you watched for ICW. Well, well, by the way, yeah. Done, wow, I can't believe I'm not even bringing sorry, Mel. Okay, I mean has he's done he's done a great video package for me and Drew. I'm sure it was Scott. Yeah, he's I'm, shit hot of that stuff. Yeah, Scott's bro, all all the stuff that ICW do, it's all down it's, well, all the video stuff's pretty much down to Scott. But he here's his top three grade Rock Austin, my way up there. Taker Michaels, WrestleMania 26, running up that hill, the placebo version. Remember that one? You know what? I mean, I, I don't know if I remember that only reason because that was the night, you know, we watched it in campus. I watched it with Adam Shame. And then yeah. we, the, 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 the night, um, you know, they cut the feed off because they attempted <laughs> to booze on four front chairs a bit. And, <laughs> I mean, she was... Go check um, it out then I'll if you've it. not seen it because there's a few people have been saying that. Triple H, Cactus Jack, Rumble 2000. That's a good one. But do you know what I've just remembered? I can't actually believe it. No, here's my favourite. Fucking Triple H, Beautiful Day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Has anybody suggested that? No one has suggested that. No one. That was the injury. Oh, oh, come back from injury, wasn't it? Was the it? Best, the best. I, it was, yeah. you know, they've they, they done it for like a month and then they come back at the garden. It was a beautiful day, man. Wow, that was incredible. There you go. Um... Falcon has been in touch. Says Shawn Michaels Hall of Fame induction video package was pretty sweet. So many great memories all came fun back. I don't remember Shawn. Ma- you the Hall of Fame? So you do you remember Shawn Michaels one? Well, I was at the Hall of Fame induction when Michaels really? was there. And and, and listen, and that's right. You never believe this. I've probably definitely said that or not. I was there with my mate Jordan, who watches. Oh, he listens to the show by the way. I saw him at a wedding. Oh, um, he goes, I can't. Be- he goes, I can't believe you've never mentioned me. On wrestling daft because he was in the British wrestler with me. He was the guy doing the beach taking videos. Oh, what was he? <laughs> the guy doing the beach. When you, you jump into the water, it. when you the YouTube video when you do jump into the water, is that Jordan filming it? And you've got the car on the beach and all that. Is that him? Yeah, that's him. That's him. That's him. So I was at Mania with him and Stuart Morrison, another mate, and we went with fucking we were in Atlanta and we had our shots and ties. And we fought with the snooks, man. We we, we we bought a steak each at this big fancy place in Atlanta called the the, the, the Morton Steakhouse. We got all dolled up. We go there, half cut. And I remember Sean Michaels came out and uh, what was it? I shouted, man, I shouted something. I can't remember a shit. It all went don't quiet. tell me you're just a sexy boy or something like that, did you? No, it was somewhere. It was somewhere. Yeah, I yourself, Sean. I scared something, something Scottish right, right, to try right. and pop them. Like, right, and and they were the lie. Watch your back. And Sean Michaels goes, and I don't know if it's edited it, but Sean Michaels went, "Hey, no, hey, no, cat Callie." <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, it used to be. And then the, the whole right. So if we all go back and watch Sean Michaels enters the Hall of Fame. Aye. He references you. This is, this is a new I story. I swear to God. This. This I would never lie about this. I, 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 I would get Jordan to come on and back me up. I swear to God. Right. I shouted something. Hey, oh, you're so big in. And he went, hey, no cat calling. Amazing. <laughs> right, please, go in now. Everybody go on to the network and look up the Hall of Fame uh, to see if you can see Grado. That is amazing, chat. If it was live, it will definitely be out there. If it was pre, if it was pre-recorded, it will probably be cut out. But if it was live, hundred million percent. Swear right. my musket, obviously. Right, check that out. Uh, Sean says Austin versus Rock WrestleMania seventeen. Cena versus Punk at Money in the Bank, and Taker versus Michaels at WrestleMania twenty-six. Oh, here we go. This was God was going to come up. 
Chris, as shite as Creed are, I have to admit, watching the Steve Austin desire package set to my sacrifice brought a tear to my eye. Oh, definitely. And do you know who that was Lionheart's that was Lionheart's favourite song as well? He fucking loved that video, I know. Did, sure. did they not make when Lionheart passed, did they not do a tribute with him with to my sacrifice? I'm sure, I'm sure they, they did. did. And I actually, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they played at his funeral as well. Yeah, oh man. Oh man, oh, that brings back all it Fraser agrees with the Steve Austin one. Ian says you'll never beat WrestleMania, WrestleMania 19's intro video. Absolutely goosebumps. Check that roster. Legend yeah. before legend. WrestleMania is the granddaddy of them all. That I watched this. Ian put this up and I watched it. It is amazing. If you've not seen it, it's got all the wrestlers kind of talking. It's just amazing. Yeah, go and check that out if you can. Um, I, I didn't remember that one. I didn't remember that one. Ryan says Triple H versus HBK Armageddon 2002. My go to oh, promo wow. for a voice note in the group chat. Superb. Remember? Oh, I need to see that. I need, uh, this, is, this, is, this is Brett. I need to go and check these. Yeah. Uh, Brett says number one Highway to Hell promo Austin Undertaker SummerSlam 98. We've had that one already. Austin versus Rock, obviously X7. And Austin, Austin versus Kane versus Undertaker from Breakdown 1998. Shit, man, these must be really good. The folk can can call that back. Fucking hell, they must have been good. Great to write these down because you've got a lot of viewing to do on YouTube. Uh, yeah. One one for Rab. Unfortunately, he's at the side of the ring waiting for the tag to come back in. Uh, Kev says either the original Mister Perfect vignettes where he was playing different scores, or the second coming of Y2J in two thousand and seven. Was that the two thousand and seven when he was that when he did the kind of big build? And it was all the kind of creepy stuff. And then he came in in the middle of the ring and didn't say anything. Was that 2007 Y2J? No, I think no. 2007 one was the code. Remember, he had the old code stuff. And yes. he beat up somebody backstage, which I think spoiled the actual return. Yeah. We, and, and I'm sure he had his Gordon Ramsay haircut and stuff like that. That's I'm right. Sure it was that one. The Save right. Us. It was Save Us. Yes, that's right. Save that's Us point right. two, 2 or some shit. Uh, uh, and finally, uh, do you like this name? Mr. 55 says, uh, the Evan, <laughs> Evan Essence, bring me to life. Undertaker, three doors down here without you. Uh, and Eddie Guerrero, oh, sorry. Here without you, Eddie Guerrero and the Evan Essence one, bring me life to Undertaker. Uh, so there you go. Oh, Jesus, if we're going to be talking, come on, without a doubt. I mean, I need to change my free 2 one because I've just oh, remembered. Here we go. Eddie Guerrero hot video package is oh, oh, God. just forever be the best thing ever. Oh God, that but that that would bring the house down. Someone also put a shout out up there. I'll just check. I think it was Ab Absham on Twitter said the Dusty Road bit morose, but the Dusty Roads um, tribute package that they put out. After. I didn't like the song to it. What was it? What was it? I didn't. I didn't like it. I've got it saved in my, my phone, but I didn't actually like it. Never did they? Hold on, you're in library. I didn't like it, mate. Hold on. After after he passed was amazing. Him wishing everyone happy trails at the end of the video really hit you in the feels. I can't remember what sort of, right right what song was it? You might have to find this out before. Oh, I've, I'm a shit of it here. Aye, raging fire. That was raging what it was called. Fire. So there you go. Raging, raging fire. I can't remember the name of the band. It was called. It was Raging Fire. There was loads of drums and all that, wasn't it? Well, there you go, Grado. Lots of uh, stuff that you maybe haven't seen before. You can go and check that out. Uh, but now, listen, you've got to get out of the ring and tag Rab back in. All right. Well, do you know what, fans and peoples? Well, listen to this. It's been a rough old eight weeks. Your old pal Grado has been filming two doors down. He's been doing the radio. It's hard to be to get. I mean, you know, I'm sitting here doing this with my phone. I'm sitting here reading a bio. I've been delivered out my bin. I have had Korean fried chicken. Lovely. I've had I've had Mexican. I've had top of the bambles. Nice. I've had I what else have I had? I've had Italians. I've had focaccia bread. I've had cheese boards. Is this all um, on the BBC bill, by the way? Is this all getting charged to the BBC? No, as a as a night as a night. Aye, aye, aye. Because, That's no, no. Life fears going by everyone. Grado Scran. <laughs> Sweet God, it's no look. I've wasted so much. I've wasted so much money this run because I get I get in for filming at night, and I was like, obviously there's Love Island to watch, which is superb. Okay. Loving that. Yeah, it's kicking off now. Blood's been spilled. That's what I love to hear. Oh, has um, it? Oh, we're talking about Love Island. We're talking about 
we're talking about Love Island. You missed that chat as well, uh, Grady. We're talking right. about that. It was a comparison of, of Hugo and Toby to Roman Reigns and John Cena um, on Monday night. So, <laughs> so there you go. But listen, you've had a, good, a rough time, but we're going to be back to normal service next week on Wrestling Daft. So, but right now, you get yourself out of this ring and tag Rab back. Right. Right. Okay. Tag. Bye. <laughs> Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. And it's me, Rab Florence, tagging back in for the part of the show where we jump in a pretend car and tell a wrestling daft road story. We wrestlers on the way back for a show trying to pop each other using your stories. You send them in and we read them out, pretend that it's your story. It's a very complex thing, hard to get your hedron. Um, but it's the key thing to remember here is it's no your story, so don't cancel us. It's nothing to do with us. We're just reading them out. But let's get into the fiction of the world. We're getting in the car. John, you are with me in the car this week. I am, I am indeed, yep. Yeah. Let's start it, will we? Let's get this car on the road, brother. <laughs> so, yeah, um, good show tonight, wasn't it? That was a good match, mate. I've not seen you move, use that move before. Is that your new finisher? What is that called? It's called the John Bomb. The John Bomb? It's called the John Bomb. Do you like it? What about uh, the Johnny Bag? Oh, the Johnny Bag, that's a better name for it. Can I use that? Ah, oh, you can take that, mate. You can take that. So are we going to get some food or what, what's happening now? Are you just going to drop me off? Uh, I have kind of got but people to see. I've got a couple of my pals, so I'll just throw you off, right? It's your birthday tomorrow, eh? You're turning 44 tomorrow. 44 tomorrow. Ah, Come, yeah. Coming towards the end of my career, mate, to be honest. Yep. Macho Man went far, mate. Look at Hogan. Look at Hogan. Anyway, I mean, you've got plenty of years left in the tank. Rapper. Nah, I don't think so. I don't. I don't feel like it, mate. To be uh, honest. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll just tell you a wee story while we're, you know, we're, we're working our way. Maybe stop and get a wee birthday card for you on the way on the way back. Why not? Uh, so back in my, my days working at CityLink, every year members would go to Blackpool for a day trip. What did the donkeys get at Blackpool for their lunch, Rab? What did the donkeys get at Blackpool for their lunch? Huh? Um, they get, I don't know, like a, a poke of chips, but the chips have been emptied out, but a guy does a shite into the poke, and then the guy makes the donkeys eat the shite out of the poke. Half an hour, like everyone else. Um, anyway, oh. <laughs> see what I did there. Uh, anyway, we travel down in our private bus. We wouldn't take City Link one, but we'd spend time at the Pleasure Beach. Hey, you know, hey. Shitty link, come here, like. That's what we used to call it. That's what we used to call it. But then we'd uh, go to the Pleasure Beach. You have to do that when you're in Blackpool. Then the pubs for drinks. Then the long journey back up the road home. One year on the way back home late at night, I felt the urge to empty my bladder. So we were nowhere near the first service station, you know, like T-Bay or Southway or anything like that. So I asked the drivers if it would be possible to pull over so I could quickly relieve myself. So after a lot of begging, the driver pulled over to the side of the road so I could quickly jump out. When I got out, though, the thought of me having a wee in front of all my drunken co-workers made me quite shy. Mm. But I spied a tree at the side of the road that I could nip behind, starting my way, my way towards it. But suddenly, I caught my leg on the... You watch out for squirrels with the wee acorns you've got in your trousers, mate. <laughs> see what you did there. See what you mm. did there. So anyway, I, I caught my legs on some disposed wire, and at heart, I tell you what, it hurt. It hurt. So I started slowing, you know, with smaller steps, just, you know, so it, it wouldn't happen again. Just don't, couldn't see under my feet. So wee small steps so I could make it to the tree for my pee. Then suddenly I put my left foot down. Rab, there was no ground. What? No ground. I fell sideways, falling into the darkness, and landed in freezing cold water. Couldn't believe it. The shock of the cold made me jump up and turn to face the bus, but all I could see was darkness and heard a distant voice shouting, HA HA JIMS FELL DOWN A DITCH! I'd fallen six your, feet. Your name's John. Sorry, John. Your um, name's John? Why would they shout Jim? Do your pals call you Jim? 
That's what City Link, but you all got nicknames there. It's that City Link banter. Oh, it's still City Link banter. So it was like they called me Jim when my name was John. Like they would call you um, Richard, even though your name's Rab. You know, that was the banter. Ah, yeah, yeah, I know. Anyway, I'd fallen six foot into what seemed like the smelliest, dirtiest water imaginable. Dug my fingers into the muck and tried to clamber my way. You know, like a zombie pulling himself out of the grave. I stood at the top of the ditch, my complete left side covered in muck in this smelly, hideous water. Oh. You ever smell water in a field? You know that kind of icky, like lion puddle smell? This guy would never have survived in the trenches in World War One. You know the young boys get sent in World War One to fight in the trenches, and this guy's like, oh, have you ever smelt the water in a field before? Fucking <laughs> smelt the water in a the field? These boys were face down in the water in a field. Anywhere up. Did! Sorry, John. Listen. Sorry, Jim. Jim, sorry. Now you stand next to the bus with everyone looking and laughing, still needing to pee. The smell was unbearable. I had to oh, borrow clothes oh, from the only oh, guy that was bad. Was, was the smell bad, aye? The smell bad. Was it like the fucking German machine guns? <laughs> I had to sorry, borrow... Jim. Sorry, Jim. Carry on. I'm sorry. I had to borrow clothes from the only guy that had spares, and everyone was always two sizes too small. <gasps> Absolute nightmare. Anyway. We stopped at the next service station. It might have been TAB, it might have been Southway, I don't know. Um, for a bed in the toilet sinks. And for the rest of the journey home, no one sat next to me or around me. And that is what happened on my trip to Blackpool with City Link, where I got drunk, I needed to pee, and I fell down a ditch and into smelly water. The end. Did you enjoy that? We need to get back to the sex stories, Rab. We need to get back to the sex stories. Sex sells. All the good ones have been about sex. A young man sent away for his mother to fight in a fucking meaningless war. You know what I mean? Cut to ribbons, face down in a puddle. Did. Bodies, thick with bodies. Bodies piled on top of bodies. This guy's like, I was a bit smelly on the bus. Fucking come on now. Need to bring National Service back for these guys. <laughs> um, well, thanks very much to, to Jim Gray who sent in that story. But listen, it's a good wee story and I really appreciate like Jim going out his way. It's That's a coincidence, isn't it, by the way, that that guy's name is Jim Gray? Mm. And that, that was a nickname that the CityLink people... <laughs> it's, am- it's an amazing, an amazing coincidence. But... Listen, it was really well written, Jim. I really appreciate it, and really appreciate listening. To it. But Rab, come on now. We've got people saying 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 their stories of them falling down ditches into water. We Who's Tom to- telling the story? Is it next week, Grados? I've got I've got a couple of good ones. I've got a couple of good ones. Some uh, some great ones uh, have come in. Uh, but well, come on, right? Listen, us, while Grados back the sex. While Grados no here, somebody send in like a really really awful one for Grado to read. Like yeah, really. Somebody yeah. send in the most vile, debauched road story in the world for Grado yes. today, right? Brilliant, right? And and you know he won't listen to this podcast anyway, so he won't know. It'll be our secret, right? So that's what's great about doing a tag team episode is we can we can go into business for ourselves here. Yeah. Somebody send in something really bad. Ideal if it's true, it should be true. Yes. But send it, and this is the time to open up because Grado's going to read it, right? Um, perfect, John. But that was well read. I enjoyed you reading that as well. It was well written, well done, Jim, and well done, John. Well done, everybody. I think everybody should be really proud of themselves tonight for what they've done. Uh, I have to say, I'll be looking forward to being in the ring way Grado next week. Uh, you know, getting back to normal. But uh, that's it for another episode of Wrestling Daft. Oh, but uh, can I give the, the contact details out? If you want to send a Wrestling Daft Road Story, please do that. Uh, email wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Uh, also, you can get us on the Twitter at Wrestling Daft. You can DM us on there. Or uh, on the Facebook page, get all your Wrestling Daft Road Stories in there, please. And listen, you need to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple. You ca- I can't express enough how important that is for these reviews. These reviews, and all you need today is like tap a wee star. That's it. And it's as simple as that. There's not much you need to do if you want to write some blurb as well. It's also great. Write something about how how good producer John is at telling stories about guys falling puddles and stuff. Get that in there. Five stars, Rob. 
five star review. We're on um, Apple. But, but it's important that you do that and it costs you nothing to give a good review and it's good for the algorithms and all that kind of stuff. Ah, yeah, and mind, if you're wanting content, extra content, the video versions of the show where you can see our faces, I prefer to watch it, the video versions, to be honest, because, uh, you know, you can tell by looking at us when we're kind of thinking, fucking shut up about each other, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like sometimes I'll be talking and I'll look at Grado's face and I'll see Grado's thinking, fucking hear this, you know what I mean? And it's good to see, it's good, to, it's, it's fun to watch that. Um, so get us patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft and sign up and join the gang check out our merch shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft um, people are still buying the merch I've been seeing photos getting sent to us it's good to see that you know a t-shirt or two is moving back out the door um, and thanks so much for listening I'm looking forward me and Grado will be together in the ring next week um, doing, the, doing the business John it's been a pleasure. Thanks for covering yeah. uh, for Grado the past couple of weeks. It's been a pleasure, mate. It's been it's a been pleasure. A, been a, we've actually spoke about wrestling now, but it's been absolutely amazing. It's been nice, isn't it? It's been quite nice to speak about wrestling for once. But oh, listen, we, we miss we, the banter. We miss the, the banter between the hot, you know. you got It doesn't work when it's Anvil. I mean, I, that's a probably a bad example. But I'm trying to think of a tag team that went separate ways and they didn't do very well so stars the way I like the way I like to see it John is it's like the Tony without the can and right aye that's it it's, like it's going to be the two can. together it's going there's only there's only one Tony can one Tony can there's definitely. only one the Tony can. definitely for you up the road now up go and have a happy birthday audio frontier every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.